Welcome back to the Movie Babble Podcast, the only podcast that loves you 3000. This week you've got myself, Colin, and I'm joined by Nick and Brennan as we break down the opening weekend for Avengers Endgame. So beware, because there are spoilers abundant. And, as always, you can check us out online at moviebabblereviews.com. Um, I thought uh, Hulk, just the the weird thing they did with Hulk, it was just, it was weird to look at. I mean, I got used to it after yeah. a while. The first time I saw it, I was like, ooh, that's weird. <laughs> it was I like, actually, too, it was like I, too realistic almost. Yeah, it's, I, I agree for a little bit, but I think the character was great. I think he was hilarious. I think so too. That was just something funny, but yeah. Paul it was, Rudd had some good it, delivery, man. I think yeah. he's a funny guy. He's yeah. funny. Paul Rudd's just like good in everything. <laughs> I mean, I, I nailed my three predictions for what would happen to the big three, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. What were they again? Uh, you said that the, Cap wasn't going to die, right? That yeah, I said that Iron Man would die, Captain America would like find some way to go back in time, and then Thor would become a Guardian of the Galaxy. And wow, I nailed okay. all three of those. So That's pretty good. If you need any need your future predicted, let me know. <laughs> Does anyone, get, uh, anyone feel a little emotional or what? Um, there was a guy like two seats next to me they cried for probably 30 minutes straight <laughs> the and first viewing a... i didn't like like it's more of shock the first viewing so i mean i teared up a couple of times i must admit but uh it's more of a shock in the first viewing but the second viewing i did cry i did but it's just yeah. like I, I, it's not like a super like it's emotional obviously but it's more of just yeah. like saying goodbye to the saga right yeah i thought i got a little I didn't get choked up, but like when I saw Chris Evans as an old man, I was just like, "Oh, poor guy." Is, is it just me, or did he look a lot like Clint Eastwood? A little bit. That's what it was. I was trying yeah. like, "What does he look like?" And I was, he was, he was really convincing. us. the makeup was really good on him. Yeah. He had like kind of like the, like the, the tired like voice, yeah. or yeah. just kind of like, "Oh, I'm just, I'm here. I'm, I'm an old guy." Blew, the thing that blew me away the most was the fact that they got all those fucking like all the act like not the main Avengers or the main heroes or the main people from Infinity War, but getting all these other people back for reshoots like Robert Redford, uh, yeah, uh, Michael Douglas, Natalie Portman. They got everybody back. How do you do that? I feel like Nat- Natalie Portman's. Yeah. I feel like was like unused footage. Yeah, you think it was. Yeah, it could have been. There was added. She's in, in the. She's like in the one part in the hallway, and that was definitely a stand-in. Yeah, then, yeah, but then she gets yeah, up from I the think bed it was uns- and it's like, and it's face, it's right on her face. Yeah, yeah. Then, like then she turns her back, and then Rocket comes into the picture, and they cut away. I feel like it was unused footage, probably, but yeah. And she she looks a little younger, I think. Did you guys sit there. for the uh, credits at all? Did you see those uh, the uh, signatures? I yeah, saw I that. Did. They're cool. That was a nice touch. Yeah, I heard there wasn't a uh, any in credit scenes or whatever, so I was like, all right, I've been here for like three hours. So I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, Renee Russo tomorrow. had more to do in this movie than she did in either of the two Thor movies she was in. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> I, I saw thing where I was like, I should be caring more about this scene, but I just can't get over how fat Thor is right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Peter should... laughed a lot, the one that I was in. Yeah, mine too. It was funny at first, but it, it wore its welcome within about 30 seconds for me. I, I understand the route they took, though. I Maybe they overdid the jokes all the time but i i actually i didn't dig it but i didn't mind it like i thought it was fine i i accepted it but i i are you a big thor fan or what not really until the last two movies are from ragnarok and infinity war okay yeah me too i really liked i really liked what they did with him in those movies and then you know i get that he was more of the focus in infinity war and not so much in this movie but i just it doesn't sit well with me it doesn't really right. fit kind of where Fair he was enough. at Fair enough. last yeah. movie i just think it's an odd choice it's just it was yeah. just weird like i thought it was gonna be like a sight gag it's like oh haha he's like he's down in the dumps and he got fat but then like the next scene he'll like be like like a like a thing of lightning will come down and he'll be fine or whatever but <laughs> yeah it was just it was just weird like it just didn't fit the movie like i like like on their own like those scenes are like kind of funny but i was just like all right this just feels like something out of like Ace Ventura or something like that. It just didn't feel like, like we go from like 
everyone wallowing in like how sad they are and how how meaningless everything is. And then it's just like, oh, I'm fat. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he, uh, I didn't mind it. I must say, I didn't mind it. That's but, fine. Uh, I understand. I understand. Different views. I see. <laughs> it was a good time, yeah. though. I'm playing well, yeah, again at some point. Like seeing Cap with like the hammers, like ah, oh, it's like the coolest thing. Just like there are so many cool like, just like holy shit moments in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or just like ah, this is the best. This is what this is. Movies are awesome, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we can get started. You ready? We'll is save there even a top pod. five this week? I I think there's just one. <laughs> there's a top one. <laughs> There's a top one. And Captain Marvel <laughs> jumping up. The yeah, Marvel yeah, they're, they're doing great. They had a really low dip, though. <laughs> yeah. It actually had a boost <laughs> last weekend. It went up last weekend. Yeah. yeah. And then La Llorona just got slaughtered. Yeah. <laughs> Movies like, got murdered this weekend. Look at this. 91% Hellboy drop. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I was trying to go see Hellboy this weekend, but then it was... Like on all the theaters near me, it was just like showing up weird times because like, well, all the theaters are open like super late because of Endgame. So it would be playing at like 930 in the morning and then like 1145 at night. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. (laughs) (laughs) I'll wait. I'll wait to VOD for Hellboy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I finally went and saw Pet Cemetery last week. And then once I get through this week, I have like I have I only have two days of class next week. And then mm. I'll be done, so I'll start to catch up with everything again. Yeah, I'm I done saw, completely. So I'm I saw Little Woods. I saw Little Woods today, which I think both you guys might enjoy. A really good movie. It was um, good. It's with Tessa Thompson and Lily James. Oh, cool. Um, it's really. That was really all good. I needed to know. Yeah, it's really good. It's like they're. It's one of the. It's like. It's like Tessa Thompson's like she got like five days left of probation. And she gets she gets sucked back into selling drugs. It's really good. Really good movie. So, so you didn't like go see Missing Link? What's that? So you didn't see Missing Link or you saw both? I, I just saw that too. I saw that today as well. Oh, okay. How was that? Missing, Missing Link was, I mean, it's like incredibly inconsequential. Right. Like, like you like you don't need to see it or like wait till like streaming or whatever. But it's it's perfectly enjoyable. Like it's like and it's really well done. And it's, it's just pretty much what you expected. Yeah. It's just perfect, like del- perfectly delightful and just totally like it totally just works. And that's about it. But yeah, cool. it's really enjoyable. Cool. But um, yeah, you guys want to get into it? Yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and jump in. So breaking down the box office results this week, um, at number one, no real surprise here, Avengers Endgame, uh, with the biggest opening weekend of all time, had three hundred and fifty million domestic, and a little over one point two billion worldwide, which is absolutely insane <laughs> followed by captain marvel so disney and marvel are taking the top two spots captain marvel with 8 million curse of la llorona in its second week with 7.5 million breakthrough with 6.3 million in the number four spot and shazam rounds out the top five with 5.5 million um so superheroes are kind of dominating right now especially marvel um, we talked that's about an under, that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing more than dominating. Um, yeah, we've all seen it. Um, I know we're probably going to talk a little bit of spoilers. If you're one of you know the five people in the world that hasn't seen it already, uh, you might want to uh, fast forward a little bit. But I don't know. I I feel weird about this movie. I really enjoyed it for most of it, but there are just some things that I that don't sit well with me. Um, you know, I enjoyed really the meaningful arc they gave Tony and they gave Steve Rogers, but I just, I can't get over what they did to Thor. <laughs> I just feel like they wasted a lot of the the potential that he had coming off of Ragnarok and Infinity War. And they kind of continued with his furious warrior arc for about the first 15 minutes of the movie. And then that's over. And then he's just a gag and he cries for most of the rest of the movie. So... <laughs> I don't yeah, know how you guys feel. That. That's definitely going to be a like I think it's already starting on Twitter and everything where that's just going to be a major talking point about what they do with Thor in this movie. Um, I'm with you on this. I don't really get it. Um, it's just it just felt like a different movie to me personally. It just felt like something weird out of some weird comedy that probably would have been cut out of like Ragnarok. It just feels like something Taika Waititi would like try and like they'd start filming and be like ah this really didn't work. Um, so that was weird, but. 
let's just like run down like just a couple of the like the records that Endgame set this week. Um, so we have largest Thursday opening, uh, widest opening in general in terms of theaters, uh, largest Friday opening, largest Saturday, largest Sunday, um, highest domestic opening weekend, uh, highest market share, movie market share of the week with 90% of the total box office, uh, just highest per theater average for a wide opening. Um, I can go on and on fastest to 250 million. Well, that's only two movies at this point, but <laughs> fastest to 350 million, that, which is just itself. And then we have highest international opening, which was previously uh, awarded to the fate of the furious, which is just an odd thing there. Um, yeah. But yeah. Highest op- worldwide opening weekend. Just, I could just keep going, but this is just no matter what you think of the movie itself, like this is just like, an unprecedented cultural event that we may never see again. Like this is kind of crazy to me. hundred percent. I think that this is, we all expected it to dominate. There's no doubt about that. This film was going to obliterate records. This film was going to do big things, but it even did more than we expected. This film pushed the limits. I mean, $350 million in its first weekend domestically is just unheard of. I mean, you look at Infinity War, it opened up to $257 million last year. That's a huge opening weekend. But to think that it, this film would make $100 million more almost in its first weekend, I, I would not have thought that. I wouldn't have guessed that at all. It, it, it's, it's insane. And I think that the chase for uh, Avatar's top spot all time is definitely on. And it's definitely, definitely uh, might happen. It might happen. Yeah, and I think it's also worth noting that I mean, we're working off the Sunday estimates right now. So, like, this number, this 350 million, I mean, when the numbers get this high, it's kind of like, it's kind of really difficult to really pinpoint exactly what it's going to do. So, we could even see this movie jump up even higher tomorrow when the actuals come in. Like, it is just crazy to think about. I think Black Panther had a similar thing where it said it said it opened around like 180, 190, and then it shot up to like 202 or 208 where it normally ended up. But, uh, this is just crazy to think about. And Brennan, you were you were quick to say this movie was probably going to make over three hundred million in its opening weekend, and that <laughs> just to kind of hear you just be amazed at how well it did is just kind of just it, it, it shattered just like high end expectations, which right. is incredible to me. I mean, one point two million, one point two billion, in a worldwide opening weekend. Um, I mean, even so, even if it just doubles or just has like a 2.5 multiple multiplier, which is very, very possible. Like this movie is going to easily break avatar, which is it's, that is so crazy to me. I can't wrap my head around this. <laughs> I, I feel like this is the type of movie that might be, well, it definitely will be very top heavy, right? Very front loaded. Oh, probably. Yeah. But there are so many sellouts this weekend that I can almost guarantee that this movie is going to have a lot of, uh, make a lot of money next weekend by people who couldn't quite get in this weekend. Um, it's going to have great, weekday numbers it's gonna have great next weekend numbers but i think after the first two weekends is when we'll start to see it drop who knows this could be the movie that calls for multiple viewings um just because of how um how magnificent it is like the scale of this film um so we'll see but i think that this definitely has a great shot at passing it and i would definitely um predict that it will pass avatar yeah, there's so much shit in this movie. <laughs> like, like you definitely need to go back and like watch this like like many times. Like, and the one thing I was interested to see because it's I mean, three hours two minutes long, which is ridiculously long. And I was wondering like, oh, like what type? Like, it's going to be shown less and less show times throughout the day just because of how long it is. And then literally every theater chain was like, nah, hold my beer. And so now they have like, there's some AMCs that were just never closed. Like they're open for 72 hours throughout the entire weekend. Cause they just knew that people wanted to see it. Um, like there's showtimes at near me at three in the morning, which is just crazy to think about. And like, it was obvious that people wanted to like the, when the tickets first sold every ticket, like seller, crashed to their websites like basically exploded and so like the the thirst for this movie was always there but it's just it is so nuts to just see it come to fruition this is this we can't make an, a big enough deal about how big a deal this is this is just so crazy yeah i was a doubter at first as to whether or not it could outpace avatar 
but after this weekend, I don't know anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> this is it's just it's so big it's hard to comprehend like what's happening. Um, you know, it's it's just <laughs> we are in such unprecedented territory here. Like I literally have no idea what could happen. Like it's very much in play, but who knows? Maybe everyone just wanted to see it opening weekend or I don't like I it's just it just boggles my mind. Like these numbers, like I I laughed when I saw it because it just looked like a typo. You know, <laughs> like it looks like whoever runs like box office mojo put a three in front of everything instead of a two when they were just typing it out really fast. Like it's just uh, it's just so crazy to me. I mean, if you want to if you want to really point out the magnitude of this, I mean, uh, we talked about this before we came on, but this film is already the 18th highest grossing film of all time. Five days, uh, <laughs> five days. in. This film, uh, this film opened up to more than uh, Civil War opened up to, more than Captain Marvel. Uh, sorry, not more than it op- opened up to, but more uh, than its overall gross. This film's opening weekend worldwide uh, has made more money than Captain America Civil War overall. That is incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, and we we've saw Captain America Civil War as like a precursor to this because that was the first time when they really threw like a, like a bunch of characters into the same movie. And it's just that movie looks quaint at this point. <laughs> I mean, we're I mean, I guess we can just go into spoilers now because because Colin broke the barrier a little bit there soon. So let's just go into it. Let's just go. Let's just go straight into it. Um, yeah. I mean, you have it's just when you have Spider-Man riding a riding a Pegasus and then <laughs> and while there's like thousands of billions of other characters just fighting below, like watching Tony Stark like make a suit out of metal scraps just looks like it's just like it's like light years ago you know like like this movie is so batshit insane that i re- like it like on it doesn't really all work for me like there's some moments i could have done without fat thor it just felt like a different movie and um that like it just kind of felt a little over the, all over the place um but i mean like what can you expect this movie was going for broke at literally every turn and you have to admire it for that like this it's just crazy yeah and there's there's been a lot of criticism about it being fan service and in a lot of ways i'll agree with that like there are moments in the movie that are only there because like they're cool <laughs> like they, oh, they yeah, don't really absolutely. serve any purpose for anything but at the same time you know this is 11 years since iron man um this is i think the 10th appearance of robert downey jr as tony stark um the 22nd movie in the franchise like it it feels very earned at this point like we've we've sat through the thor the dark worlds of this franchise to get to the point where we can watch ant-man pick up professor hulk and then <laughs> like all of the all, every woman with superpower just superpowers swarm on spider-man and it's it's just insane how much stuff happens in this movie <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll say we- i don't think um personally like I understand. Yeah, there's there's fan service 100% in this film, but you're right. It's definitely earned. Um, uh, for me, I, I really dug the film. It's not my favorite MCU movie. It's probably top three for me. That's It is definitely top three for me because I really did dig this movie. And I think one of the best words to describe it as is satisfying. I think that it, it really did feel, um, feel like a good tie-up for uh, many characters, uh, uh, I would say. So that's why I really did enjoy this film. And I think it, it was paced really well. We were talking about it beforehand. It didn't really feel like three hours. Um, the film goes by. Uh, it goes by pretty good. It's paced uh, pretty well. Yeah, and that kind of. I think that's kind of what everyone felt. I mean, this. I looked at this, the cinema score for this movie is an A plus. Mm-hmm. That's only the third MCU movie to get that score. Uh, so I mean, people. I, we were talking before we came on, this movie, it, yeah, that three hours really goes by because each hour just feels like it's a completely different thing going on. Like we have like all the Avengers are stuck in the leftovers for a little bit where they're just like wallowing in self-pity because everyone else like disappeared. And then it turns into like a time travel movie and then it just turns into like a Lord of the Rings Battle of Helm's Deep mixed with just everything Marvel ever <laughs> in its third act. Like... And like, there's just like little bits in this movie. Like, I totally forgot that that the ancient one was in this movie. And just like, mm-hmm. just, there's just all these crazy little bits. And like, Robert Redford shows up, and like, it's there's just so much to this, and it's 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 crazy. I think. And if anything, if any franchise ever earned this type of movie, it was obviously the MCU because mm-hmm. 
it's just all over the place and I kind of enjoy I really enjoyed it for that um there's there's some things that just don't really work for I didn't need all the going back into older movies and things like that just that's when the fan service that's when it truly felt like fan service and I felt like it was a little much but um I mean you can live with it with this movie because it's in the grand scheme of things, that's like what, like half an hour out of a two, three hour movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like there's there's just so much going on that it just overwhelms you with cool shit, you know? Yeah. I think besides Thor, probably my biggest complaint with it is how they handled Black Widow. And so if you look Interesting. at she has the least amount of screen time out of all of the original Avengers and has a considerable amount lower than even like Ant Man and Nebula. And I think even even lower than Rocky Raccoon. Um, and I just, I don't know, she's been around since Iron Man 2, so that was 2010. And granted, she's never really been the star of everything, but I feel like she was just kind of pushed to the side. And then when they needed somebody to throw off a cliff, she was just kind of the easiest target because they had put so much effort into Hawkeye earlier in the movie that they couldn't really throw him off. So I don't know. I, I just wish she could have gotten a little bit more focused of a send-off maybe. Did anyone else think that the like the editing of that sequence was off? Because when I was watching it, it almost felt like when they like cut to like Black Widow at the bottom of the cliff, it felt like a comedy cut, or just like yeah. it cut straight to her, just like her like her just brains like splattered all over. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like it felt something out of like the Naked Gun. <laughs> it was just like really silly. <laughs> Whereas like and like Infinity War, if you if you guys remember, there was they have like. Thanos with the tear coming down his face and then it, like it slowly like it morphs into Gamora at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the cliff. It just felt like it was just very it it just that, that it was just really abrupt and it just I I, I felt bad because I immediately laughed. <laughs> in the um, it just uh, the, that was one of the sequences that also just didn't work for me because I just thought it was really funny how Hawkeye shoots an exploding arrow at her just like no i want to die like that just made that just kind of made me laugh but um maybe that's me being a cynical asshole i don't know (laughs) but um it's just yeah there's what did did you think brennan yeah i've seen i've seen the film twice before and i didn't i've never i didn't really pick up on like uh how the how the editing was of showing uh revealing her at the bottom um i think that the build-up to that was good like kind of the back and forth between the two of them um because you do expect it to be hawkeye considering uh kind of the person that he's become that's kind of what they were shooting for right um that you would expect him to go over um right but yeah mm-hmm. I, I didn't I, i'm pretty indifferent to that because i didn't really pick up on kind of the editing uh choice of how they revealed her at the bottom but maybe uh by third watch i'll, I'll look i'll look for yeah, that <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a nitpick probably i'm sure for most people like for 99.99 percent of people like that scene worked totally fine yeah um but yeah, it's just all right. So I think we'll go around. What was what was your guys' favorite moment from the movie? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the easy one. Uh, Cap picking up the hammer and then yeah. just completely <laughs> owning Thanos for a solid yeah, that's, minute. That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you, know can't, what? you can't beat that. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> I was pretty. Uh, I can't lie. I. The feelings after the film, I, I wasn't uplifted at all. I felt pretty uh, depressed, actually. <laughs> I, it's, it's not a movie that maybe... Like, if I had to choose an MCU movie to watch, this probably wouldn't be that high on my list, despite the fact that I really enjoyed the film. I just, like... I, I don't know. It's kind of a... It didn't bum me out, but it, it's, a, it's, it's sad by the end, um, just for me personally. Uh, but my favorite moment of the film... <sighs> I don't know. I, I really do like Cap's send-off at the end. I mean, there's so much in this movie, right? It's insane. So much happens. Uh, I, your, your tweet there, Nick, was the best. It's the award for the, what, the most movie in, in a movie. <laughs> yeah, it was something <laughs> like, it's the, it's the, wins the award for the movie that has the most movie in movie history or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, I'm going to go with a little bit more of a, a, a sweeter part of the film. Uh, and I'm going to say, I, I really did enjoy the last little scene there of how the movie ended with Cap and... Uh, getting to go back and see peggy there be with her yeah that, that was pretty cute yeah yeah it's pretty sweet and it was and, it was nice to see the russos really send off because you know they're they're done with marvel and send it off with captain america at the end yeah shout out to joe russo for his really good performance in that help group in the first yeah. act did you guys mm-hmm. realize that was him i was like oh you're yeah. the director <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, uh, 
I thought he was really good in that part. Because he came he came out in um the two Captain America movies they directed. And then he wasn't in Infinity War. And they also brought back the uh, community cameos, which I thought was cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, because yeah, they, so they, yeah. the Russos got Winter Soldier because they directed one of the big paintball episodes of Community. And so they normally yeah. throw community actors in. And so they had two of them in this movie. So that was, that was a highlight for me. Yeah, that's really funny. I, and then they're going to be able to do whatever they want from now on, which is really cool. They deserve yeah, a rest. Yeah. They, they have three billion dollar movies. <laughs> yeah, they film they film both of these movies back to back, and like I know there's like a lot of stuff in this movie that I'm just I just could deal without, but it, this is one of the more impressive directing feats like you could like ever honestly because there's just so mm-hmm. many moving parts and so probably so many egos on set like there's it's kind of incredible to see how many like celebrities and a list actors are like like tied to the MCU. And, like, there's just so many mm-hmm. crazy things going on. Like, the fact that this movie works at all is, like, kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, what, what was your favorite part there, Nick? Let's, let's hear yours. Uh, my favorite part. I mean, I definitely have to go with um, uh, Cap with with, with Mjolnir. Uh, that, that was just, like, ah, this is so, like, uh, this is just the best. Like, this is just, like, everything I could have ever <laughs> wanted. Um, but other than that, uh, being different here uh what, what am i gonna say i mean that moment of when spider-man comes back and he's just doing spider-man things and he then he falls onto valkyrie's pegasus i just thought that was like the coolest thing because he's he's one of the few superheroes left in this franchise that is still in awe with the idea of being a superhero mm-hmm. so like when he when he does when he does cool shit he's just like oh this is like the coolest thing ever and then, like me in the audience i'm like yes yes it is <laughs> Like, um, so I just, I love everything Spider-Man does. And that's probably why Homecoming is like one of my favorite MCU movies. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, this, I need to watch this movie like, like two or three more times just to like soak everything in. Cause I'm sure like, there's just so much stuff in here that like, I just, I just completely like brushed by me. It's crazy. Yeah, this was, man, this was a pretty good movie. Um, overall, there's, there's just, there's just so much to try and pull out of it. It's, man, it's, it's, I, uh, it's, a, it's a, it's the big, it's the biggest cultural event in, as far as movies go and probably yeah. ever like it's, it's crazy. And it's kind of, it's just, it's really cool to be a part of it all. Like it's just everyone mm-hmm. talking about it and everyone having seen it. That's kind of fun. Like you don't get that for I don't know, Hellboy or whatever. <laughs> right. So one tough thing... beat for Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Hellboy's going to uh, get close to the billion-dollar weekend. But... <laughs> yeah. I know there's still uh, hope. Um, still one, thing to... <laughs> one thing I wanted to point out here was that that's the thing too. It's a huge cultural event because of the hype that went into the lead-up as well. Because if you look at some of the other um, films that have been kind of huge standouts in all-time uh, films, like. Uh, you look at the top two right now of all time, Avatar and Titanic. Those were not movies that had a ton of hype going into it. Sure, they were hyped a lot, but that was more of a word of mouth. This this is something new, and they just had legs forever. Um, same with films like E.T., Jaws, Jurassic Park. There's uh, three Spielberg movies right there. But, but um, those are films that, sure, they had hype going forward, but nothing has, I think, ever had hype quite like this movie. I really hope that this movie beats Avatar, because then... Because I heard I heard someone say this one time where it was like it's the most it's it's like the most powerful or like the most the movie that made the most money that has literally no like cultural relevance. Like when was the last time you heard someone talk about Avatar in regards to something other than how much money it made? You know what I mean? Or Mm -hmm. how how insignificant it is. Uh, So, yeah, this this movie needs to beat it because whatever you say about the movie, like it's it's making a huge impact everywhere, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, I mean, we really probably won't see much like this other than maybe maybe Star Wars. I don't think um, Star Wars 9 will be nearly as big as this. But I remember, no. like, I worked at a movie theater when The Force Awakens came out, and that was a huge cultural thing as well that yeah. you know, we thought there will never be another movie that has this much hype going into it. And, yeah, we were wrong. <laughs> well, maybe the next thing is in another 11 years when we have our next – 
crazy MCU thing with like Galactus or something like that as the big bad. Maybe that's like the next time where it makes five hundred million uh, opening weekend when inflation because <laughs> inflation's going insane. Maybe we'll see. Yep. Um, as we kind of wrap up with Endgame, I do want to point out that um, you know Aquaman got a lot of buzz for how much money it was earning, right? Um, I would like to point out that Endgame outgrossed Aquaman in a single weekend. So <laughs> DC had a small victory, but that's kind of been taken from him. That's amazing. And uh, I don't know. I think when we come back next week, I think Endgame is going to be in the top five of highest grossing <laughs> movies of all time. It's got. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, yeah, top five. That's probably a good. Uh, that's probably a good bet. Well, <laughs> good, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be in the top five next week, uh, <laughs> as far as the weekend goes. But I think, uh, I think it'll uh, overtake break- Jurassic World. Yeah, I think Breakthrough is going to beat it next week, probably. <laughs> Breakthrough's break got serious legs. Because <laughs> uh, really. Yeah, Infinity War and The Force Awakens are pretty close together. They're both just a little bit over two billion. Right. Um, I don't think Endgame will reach two billion by next weekend, but I mean, we didn't expect it to reach three hundred and fifty million this weekend, and it still did. So, who knows? We'll see. So, anything else played the theaters this weekend? <laughs> I don't think. So. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, there is this other Marvel movie, uh, Captain Marvel. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. But nope. came in just slightly below Endgame with a cool. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> this, I, I mean, good for I. Kudos to Disney because that because coming out in March, like it just built hype for Endgame, and it just stayed in theaters. And I mean, obviously, it's number two this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite a bit of a margin there. Um, but it's just kind of it's just it's just crazy to think about how this movie was it came out in March and it's still playing and it's number two in the box office. That just kind of shows just how much we love the MCU in general and good for good for Captain Marvel. It's hanging in there. It's it's domestic gross four hundred thirteen million, which is only sixty three higher than Endgame. Uh, but uh, good on, good on good on Captain Marvel. It's hanging in there. Yeah, one I think, thing I'd point out is uh, we uh, when it first came out, when Captain Marvel first came out, we um, we really talked about how much of a bump would this film get when Endgame comes out, and I think that definitely this film is seeing a bump. I mean, eight million for the weekend is quite low, but for a film that has been out for a long time, that's pretty good. I mean, you have only an eleven percent drop from last weekend, and last weekend the film saw a boost from the weekend before, so there's definitely a bump there. So I think that's one thing to point out. Yeah, and I think it really has kind of along those lines has two things going for it is you have people that want to watch, you know, MCU movies leading into end game. And then you have people that can't get into end game and you can literally go see two of the characters from end game in their own movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you get, you get preview over, you get previews and then you get overflows for it. So it really worked out in Disney's favor. Um, yeah. They've definitely forgotten about the losses from Dumbo at this point. Um, they've recouped everything. <laughs> they're they're doing okay. This little indie shop known as Disney is doing just fine. And I have nothing else uh, to add. Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, there's not really a lot to go over there. We've kind of beaten this one to death in the eight weeks since since it released. Um, but moving on to stuff we didn't talk about last week because um, we did take a break is the Curse of La Llorona, which I haven't seen. Don't really plan on seeing, but <laughs> I don't know if you, you guys have spent much time with it. I was the unlucky soul who saw it, and it's not good. <laughs> and it deserves and it deserves that seventy-one and a half percent drop that it got because um, it sucks. <laughs> uh, it's just we've been down this road before. It's just the it's just jump scare after jump scare, and they're kind of lazy jump scares. And it's just, I mean, it's at this point, it's it's everyone knows it's part of the conjuring universe and it kind of has like a couple connections there it doesn't really play into the, into the movie but nevertheless it's folded into this whole universe and um that's kind of its main selling point and that's like two seconds of like raw footage of it because they just like flashed annabelle in the movie and i guess i think there's a there's a connecting character the priest playing and it was also an annabelle but whatever this movie is just not very good 
Um, I guess if you're like a 13 year old and it's like, oh, let's go see a horror movie, and like you bring like your date and like you're like looking for them to like hide their eyes, but like and you're like, yeah, like whatever, <laughs> um, and you could you could go from there. But uh, like La Llorona is just not a good movie, and it's just I think its drop was definitely uh, Endgame, where it was probably going to drop 60 to 65 percent anyway, but it's just people just don't care about this movie. They saw it opening weekend and like, all right, we're done. Um, but jokes on everyone because its budget is nine million dollars and it's made eighty six worldwide. Yep. So uh, it's it's doing perfectly fine financially. It's, it's the horror. Uh, it's the horror method right there. Yeah, really. And it's gonna bankroll probably ten other movies like it that are equally shitty. Um, <laughs> and they're all gonna make money, and the cycle's just gonna repeat itself. But uh, yep. yeah, this movie is just not very good. But box office, I mean, it's Warner Brothers. They just know how to market. Uh, they're horror movies and they're doing a really good job with there. So, yeah, that's kind of all I got for that movie because I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> Let's see. 11 years from now when they get to the 22nd Conjuring movie. Oh, my gosh. Together. I'm so excited. That's when it's really going to pay off at the box office. When when La Llorona tearfully dies as she snaps the Infinity Gauntlet, it's going to be such a wonderful send-off to a character that no one cares about. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, have, I have nothing else to say about this movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, horror movies have never really been my thing. Um, and I just get so tired of jump scares. So, you know, I saw Pet Cemetery, decided to skip La Llorona, probably won't ever come back to it. That's just kind of where I'm at with that one. That's a good call. Good call. So, uh, Brandon, I don't know if you have any thoughts. If not, we'll. Ah, uh, you know what? It, it's making money. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh beautiful the uh, next film on the list um actually the first fox film released by disney um which you know it's kind of an interesting choice for that is breakthrough um it opened up easter weekend had a pretty decent opening then i think it was a little bit over 20 million domestic last weekend um right now it's a little over 6 million this weekend so not pulling avengers numbers but Pulling pretty decent numbers for a religious movie after Easter. Um, you know, it's prime window is gone, but it's still making a decent haul. Um, does anyone think that this movie's not or is kind of underperforming overall? Um, well, it's well, its budget's fourteen million, okay. and it's That's made thirty three worldwide. Bad, but I I imagine because Fox or I guess Disney at this point was really pushing this movie hard as far yeah. as as like marketing and things like that. They had all the stars like Chris, Christy Metz was out everywhere doing stuff and everything. I feel like they wanted this movie to definitely do better than it currently is doing. Um, but, and you, it's a, it's a smart, it's a smart gamble because it's 14 million budget and it's doing okay. It's audience. I mean, the, the, the Christianity such faith, faith-based movies always just do really well with that audience because they just all want to go see that movie um and they're going to go see it again and again and i don't know about you guys but i saw that when they were when they were marketing this movie especially like with with like trailers and amc they were they were really pushing like Mm -hmm. to buy like group group sales and things like that which i guess they were hoping that like christian youth groups would like go to this movie and things like that so they really tried but it's just i don't if you were ever expecting this movie to to pun to break through um <laughs> slap my knee with that one um, yeah i'm gonna have to uh, leave it, guys <laughs> yeah sorry i'm done sorry guys <laughs> i'm leaving <laughs> um, but uh um it's this movie was never gonna do amazing numbers so i think they were just smart to keep that budget down so it's doing fine i mean it's making it's already doubled its production budget and a little more so i guess this problem this movie will probably get past 40 million worldwide if i'm guessing uh, which isn't really bad. And then you figure whatever rental sales or streaming rights things go from that, it'll it'll do fine. This is another little some. This is this is like Disney's like pocket change that like it would go to like buy like a candy bar with. Um, <laughs> so it's it's doing fine. It's yeah, nothing well, I mean, really to worry about there. Disney really didn't have to put much of their own skin in the game because this was still handled primarily by Fox. So they're really not losing much. I mean, yeah, they. They don't get any money back, but they weren't initially the ones to invest the money anyways. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's got a, uh, 
weird amount of star power for a movie like this, though. Yeah, Topher really Grace surprised in this me. movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Topher Grace, Luke Colt, or uh, Mike Coulter in there. I almost called him. Not Luke Cage. The guy that plays Luke Cage is Mike Coulter. Yeah. Not Luke <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then they got Chrissy Metz. So they've got a decent amount of star power, which really surprised me because normally, you know, at these movies, you'll have like Kevin Sorbo or some guy who was famous in the 90s. And you're like, I remember that guy. It's like, yeah, like Topher Grace is in this movie. Um, it's just weird. It kind of feels like um, there's this one movie, uh, Year, I think it maybe might have been last year. Was that Samson movie? I don't know. You guys probably don't remember that at all. I hardly remember it. But it was like they had Rucker Hauer in it, and I was like the big song point. It's like ah, Rucker Hauer's in this movie. When it's like no one has no one's talked about him since what, like 1992. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's like current stars in this movie. Uh, it's kind of interesting what they got. I wonder what they, how they got all this. But yeah, it's doing okay. It's whatever. Yeah, it had Billy Zane and Rutger Hauer. Exactly. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> the most. That's the most faith faith based movie to ever do its thing. Like that's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also saw Shazam so... this weekend for five. Uh, that's another superhero one. Five point five million this weekend. Um, you know what? The film kind of it kind of slowed down a little bit after its um, decent opening weekend worldwide. I mean, it's at three hundred and forty six million globally. So. On a production budget of eighty to one hundred million, they've made. They're definitely making money now. I'm sure the marketing was somewhat hefty, but uh, they're definitely making uh, money back. Um, the film actually has grossed a little bit less than I expected it to, though. I don't know uh, about what you guys think. Yeah, it's not, you know, a super success like Aquaman was. Um, I mean, it's it's doing about Justice League numbers, but without nearly as big of a budget. So it's it's not going to be a huge hit. And I mean, honestly, for a superhero movie, 346 million is kind of where it's at worldwide right now. That would be a good haul about 10 years ago. But mm-hmm. now that's pretty, pretty on the low side. Um, so I'm not sure what the future of Shazam will look like, but definitely nothing that's going to be super expansive. Um, I know the reception to it was really big. And so there's... You know, it's got a lot of the critical success behind it, and so maybe that'll that'll keep them going sequel wise. But you know, and it all depends. They're trying to do trying to interconnect everything with the Black Adam movie and with The Rock starring in that. I'm sure that has a pretty built in audience already. Um, so I, I think I enjoy the movie. I like kind of the direction they seem to be going with it. So I'm I'm excited to see more from it. It's just not as large of a return on the debut as everyone would have hoped for. Yeah, it's it's still doing okay though. So that's something. It's, yeah, it's made what three point three and a half times its budget. I mean, so like this movie's doing totally fine. Um, yeah, I, I definitely would have expected it to at least get to like five hundred million, something like that. But it's definitely it might not, probably won't even get to four four hundred million there. But um, this movie is just it's it's a comedy, and I'm sure many people it caught the attention of a lot of people. They might not have maybe they were they were saving their cash for Endgame to go see that ten different times. But I could totally see I could totally see Shazam being a movie where people maybe wanted to wait towards like rental or streaming to see it, and maybe by the time the second one comes out, like that fan base has really grown and grown. Um, I could yeah, this movie it's it's a really fun movie, and I this movie I expect it to grow with in our estimation in time. I think this movie in this franchise is pretty is is okay. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, and I think so too. I'm, you know, the D, the DCU is in a much better place now than it was, I guess, what, a year and a half ago after Justice League, and they've kind of, kind of gotten on their feet a little bit more, and so I, I think we'll definitely see more of it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so that kind of wraps up the top five. Um, honestly, other than Endgame, there's not not a whole lot going on in the movie world right now. Um, Disney did have penguins that opened last week and, you know, it didn't crack the top five, but it did crack the top 10 and it's at a little over 1 million this week. So nothing, you know, astounding, but again, it's a documentary that's really targeted towards earth day. So the expectations for this just weren't huge either. 
Yeah, I feel bad for not seeing it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna try to see it too, but I just, uh, there's just so many other things, and it's just, I mean, it's, it's a major documentary. You'll see it on Disney Plus at some point when that comes right. out. Yeah, I think this is one of the first, first they announced for Disney Plus as well. Yeah, that's the big rollout. They're gonna say, "Hey, we got penguins. Come, <laughs> come by our streaming service." Penguins and Dumbo. <laughs> We have penguins. Oh, we have this little thing called Endgame, but you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <We're> penguins. <laughs> um, that actually brings me to my next point, though. So Disney um, had just a little statement this week saying, you know, they weren't going after Netflix, which, you know, they're entering the streaming service. But then about two days later, they it got leaked that there were talks for them to buy the majority stake in Hulu, which is Netflix's biggest competitor, as well as rolling out Disney Plus. So, uh, Disney's definitely looking to kill Netflix right now, um, which will be a pretty interesting fight. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting because we were always wondering with Disney Plus, like, how are they going to deal with maybe some of Fox's uh, harder content, maybe like Hard R, like something like Alien or just something like that that doesn't that doesn't really fit Disney's mold. I mean, mm-hmm. and it really just seems like if they're going after majority stake in Hulu, that they're just going to put a lot of that stuff on Hulu and that would make Hulu a really solid repository of just a bunch of different uh, great content that we've fallen in love with over the like decades or so. This is really interesting. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Yeah. Um, I think, I th- yeah. You go there. Colin. You, you go ahead. With that. Right, yeah. I think it's, it's definitely poising Hulu to be more of the mature wing of, of what they're doing. And, you know, it comes at a time where Netflix has really tried to um, invest in their original content over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they do have Stranger Things, but they also have a lot of series and movies that aren't really clicking. Um, and so they're really starting to struggle as Disney gets ready to pull all their stuff off. Um, I'd imagine they'll pull most of the Fox movies off here pretty soon. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a pretty pretty decent fight between these two. And another thing to note, too, is that Comcast is also working towards building their own streaming service because everyone has to have a streaming service now. And uh, and one thing to note is that one of the biggest watches on Netflix is Friends. Like, everyone watches Friends and, like, The Office and things like that. And I'm not sure what the rights for The Office, but for Friends, that's owned by Comcast and NBC so that would revert to that streaming service as well. So Netflix is slowly starting to lose some things. We're seeing a couple of chinks in the armor. Um, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it will go away, like fully. But we're starting to see that there might be some. There might be a future leader that isn't Netflix in this space. Well, like it could encourage them to move more in the direction, kind of like with Roma. Um, that was pretty controversial. This, you know, last award season. But moving into more of these, you know, higher quality, I guess, um, films instead of just, you know, cranking out a bright sequel every eight months. Oh, boy. Um, so I, I think we could see them move into more of a serious, serious in there and do a lot more indie stuff. Because um, you really, I see that as a pretty big advantage for indie filmmakers because you don't have to worry about, you know, paying to get something released in theaters. Um, you get to kind of sidestep festivals a little bit if you were to, go to that route um as far as indie films go they typically don't cost a lot of money and if you have something big and well recognized like roma i'm sure that brings a pretty good audience in yeah i think um uh, one thing also in particular um about netflix it was they they raised their prices right a few months ago i think that was either a, a good decision or a bad decision and I'll tell you why I think it's a bad decision if they are meaning to leave the prices there because Disney Plus I don't think they'll stay at the prices that they announced but they are quite low the cost for Disney Plus is going to be pretty low um, and then Hulu also dropped their prices when Netflix raised theirs and I think it's just a mistake if Netflix wants to raise their prices especially in a time when things are about to get really competitive and uh, when they might be losing some content coming up um, or it could be a good decision if Netflix raised it because they know things are going to get competitive. They want to make a little bit extra money here, and then maybe they'll drop it when the competition starts. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens, but 
Um, Netflix definitely has to. They need to try some new things. And that's a weird thing to say because they have been so dominant. They've really changed the game. But I think um, nothing lasts forever. And they definitely need to. They're, they're huge, right? They just passed 150 million um, users uh, recently. Um, but they, they're definitely a service that needs to um, reinvent at some point. Yeah, I think so. So it, it's, it'll be something to keep an eye on. And especially as streaming starts to take over more, just how that plays into the box office. Um, I know Spielberg in particular has been pretty outspoken against, you know, what qualifies as an actual movie, uh, what's something that can win awards, what should be recognized. And so I think we'll see a lot more of that pop up as well as all these services services are competing with original content. Yeah, and even... Netflix was another interesting move. I think it was last week where they purchased the Egyptian theater in LA. So they're just going to have their own theater just to plop all their stuff in. <laughs> so when people were just angry about them starting the movie out on the serve on the, on the, on the service and then, and then putting it out in the theaters, they're like, Hey, well, we have our own theater. We're going to, we, oh, we can play Roma for 10 months straight. See, <laughs> it's a real movie. Um, so that's definitely something to also keep in mind here. Netflix is really trying to be creative in how they bring all of their content to the marketplace, which I really appreciate. They're doing some interesting things. Yeah, I think so. And I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Um, next week, we'll probably still be talking about Endgame. <laughs> we'll be talking about Endgame uh, for the rest of our lives. <laughs> we'll be talking about Endgame at least until we get to Spider-Man, and then we'll have to talk about it again just because I'm sure it'll bump up. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's, let's put this out there. So um, uh, let's go through the predictions here, and you have to say something. Is it passing Avatar, yes or no? Yes. At this point, I think, yeah. Okay, I'm um, going to say yes. I'm anyway. calling it. It's doing it. Yeah. I, How about this? I think uh, it's going there. $3, three billion, dollars, yes or no? Sure, why not? <laughs> I think so. If it, it, let's do it. <laughs> it has a lot more power behind it than Infinity War does, and if it has, you know, anything close to the legs that Infinity War had, um, yeah, this will crack three billion easy. All right, good stuff. Um, but yeah, I uh, fully expect it to be one of the top five highest-grossing movies of all time next week. So that's my my big prediction. Yep, I'm right there with you, buddy, for sure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Movie Bevel Podcast, and check back next week as we discuss Ugly Dolls, or more realistically, we talk more about Avengers Endgame. And again, you can check us out online at moviebevelreviews.com. Bye.